Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 100. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and I'm actually coming to you live from Cisco Live in San Diego. And I'm in one of those little privacy booths that they have in the world of solutions. So you might hear just a, a bit of background noise. It's not uh, perfectly soundproof, but there was some big news that was announced today, and I couldn't wait to share it with you here on the Broadcast Storm. And we're gonna focus on just one aspect of that big news because there was so much big news introduced today. Specifically, Cisco completely revamped their certification program today. They released information about a new CCNA, new CCMPs, and even a little bit of an update about CCIE. And we'll talk about more of the developments in future episodes, but for now, I wanted to give you information about the new CCNA. Specifically, the new CCNA is more of a composite CCNA. And again, the information was announced today, Monday, June the 10th, as I'm recording this and it is an unprecedented revamp of their certification program. And we're gonna dive into that aspect of the update here in this episode of the Broadcast Storm. First, I wanna set your mind at ease. If you're currently preparing for your CCNA and routing and switching, or any other CCNA for that matter, don't panic. You have until February the 24th, 2020, to complete that certification. And at that time, you're gonna be given the new CCNA certification plus a badge, whatever that means, that's what Cisco's calling it, you'll be given a badge indicating your area of specialization based on which CCNA you earned. Was it in route switch? Was it in collaboration, security, and so on? So Cisco recommends that you keep going if you're working towards any CCNA certification. Even if you're just thinking about going after a CCNA cert, personally, I would do it now before the February deadline hits. However, if you do want to challenge yourself with the new composite CCNA exam coming out February the 24th of next year, maybe you're just curious about what's on it. Let's break it down in this episode of the Broadcast Storm. You can download a comprehensive list of topics in the link that I provided for you in the show notes if you want to check it out line by line, but we want to discuss those changes and those updates in this episode. First, let's start at a super high level. The topic categories break down like this. There is, first of all, network fundamentals. That makes up 20% of the exam. Then there's network access. That makes up 20% of the exam. Then there's IP connectivity, making up 25% of the exam. IP services make up 10%. Security fundamentals make up 15%. And finally, automation and programmability make up 10%. Now let's delve into each of those categories one at a time. First of all, network fundamentals. Here you're gonna to need to know some basics about networking, such as the role of routers and switches in a network. You're gonna to need to know the different types of topologies that are out there information about cabling when it comes to copper and fiber cabling, troubleshooting, uh, cabling issues. You need to know the uh, differences between TCP and UDP. There's gonna be a lot on IPv4 and IPv6 addressing, verifying IP address parameters in different operating systems like Microsoft Windows or Linux or, or Mac OS. You're gonna to need to know some basics about wireless and the pieces and parts that make up a wireless network, as well as how switches operate. Again, network fundamentals, that makes up 20% of the exam. The next 20% of the exam is made up of network access topics. Here you're gonna be learning about VLANs, trunking, ether channel, wireless networking concepts. Next up, IP connectivity. That makes up 25% of the exam. Here you're gonna review how routing works 
How does a router make a forwarding decision? And you're going to focus on static routes. And the routing protocol that you're going to focus on is OSPF version 2. That's the version that routes IPv4, not IPv6. Notice that there's an absence here of RIP and EIGRP for these routing topics. And also, you're going to need to know some theory about first hop redundancy protocols, such as HSRP, VRRP, and GLBP. Next up is IP services, making up just 10% of the exam. Here you're going to explore various IP services, much like in the current version of the CCNA exam, like NTP, Network Time Protocol, D8CP, Dynamic Host Configuration Protocol, SNMP, Simple Network Management Protocol, and QoS, Quality of Service. The next category is Security Fundamentals, making up 15% of the exam. This section introduces you to security fundamentals along with a discussion of some specific security mechanisms like VPNs, Layer 2 security mechanisms that you can implement on your Cisco Catalyst switches, and wireless network security. And finally, here's the big one, the big change, it's automation and programmability. It's only 10% of the exam, but it represents a very new set of topics. It was a little bit, to be fair, a little bit of automation and programmability in the current CCNA. You had to know a little bit about the APIC-EM and northbound and southbound APIs, but this is a big change. We're starting to move away in this section from the CLI and getting into controller-based SDN. Here you need to know about Cisco DNA Center, REST APIs, Puppet, Chef, and JSON encoded data. And I'm definitely going to be coming out with training for this new CCNA, but I've got to emphasize you've still got seven months to earn the current CCNA in routing and switching, which is what I would personally recommend you do. And to accelerate your learning, regardless of what you decide to do, if you want to pursue the current CCNA track or you want to start studying for the new CCNA, one thing is you need a solid understanding of the fundamentals. You see, the thing is with CCNA as it's evolved over the years, they started introducing uh, more advanced technologies. I mean, the current version of CCNA has topics like BGP and IPSLA. And in order to make room for those newer technologies, it's starting to omit some of the networking basics which you desperately need. So what I'm gonna be doing later this month to help you guys out is I'm gonna be having a three-day live online course that's called CCNA Foundations. It's gonna begin June the 25th. Again, you can attend for free. I'm actually recording this so I can sell it later as a product. But if you can make the time, you can watch it behind the scenes for free. And there's a link in the show notes where you can check out the details. And if you're not looking at the show notes right now, it's kwtrain.com slash CCNA hyphen foundations. Again, that's kwtrain.com slash CCNA hyphen foundations. And we'll be giving you additional updates on the broadcast storm about some of these certification changes. We'll get into what's new with CCMP. But first and foremost, I wanted to get you up to speed on what's happening with the new CCNA certification. It's a composite CCNA. All the existing CCNAs like Data Center and Collaboration and CyberOps, they're all going away February the 24th. But again, if you earn a CCNA in any of the current CCNAs, you're automatically going to be granted the new CCNA when it comes out on February the 24th. Now, I've already got the question today. What if I just have my CCENT or my CSENT? What happens there? Can I get credit for that? Well, 
not by itself. You need the full CCNA to be grandfathered in to get the new CCNA. So if you currently just have your CSENT, yeah, you're going to want to take the ICD-2 exam to finish out your CCNA in order to get grandfathered in and be granted that new CCNA certification. This is some of the biggest news I've ever heard coming out of Cisco, so I think it's really fitting that it occurs on episode 100 of the Broadcast Storm. I hope you've enjoyed it. Much more information to come. Again, sign up for that free training beginning June the 25th, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Broadcast Storm.